Welcome back, girls, to Brave Heart Talks. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. We're going to have some fun conversations. I'm Megan, and I'm joined with Pastor Emma Bryan. Hi, Emma, Meg. are we well? We're well. We're well. We go again. We go again. We're in November. I love it. Now tell me, are you one of those who start your Christmas shopping in November? No. <laughs> your last minute. I wouldn't because if I bought things now, honestly, I would not know where to find them come Christmas. <laughs> You'd lose I'd, them? Where I'd literally, gone? I'd hide them, I'd put them away and I wouldn't remember. And then I'd end up buying twice. Yeah. So gosh. I'm the type Imagine. of, yeah, I'm the one who, I make lists on my phone. Okay. So quite big families, you know, a lot, a lot of kiddos and a lot of people to buy for. Yeah. So make lists. And then literally I will just sit one night and try and do it all online. Oh, that's good. You're an online shopper. I am. See, I'm a bit more old school. I like the shops, but last year yeah. I went to the shops with a two and a one year old. Uh, and I was trying mad. to do Christmas shopping. Mad, mad, they mad. were running around. I was literally like losing the will to live. Yeah. Like, this is impossible. So I love I love the shops at Christmas, but yeah, what I can't cope with is <laughs> going out in my big coat, freezing to death, and, and then, then sweating in the shops. In the shops. <laughs> boiling. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, try and smash it all in online. Love that. You know, this is your hint, girls get your shopping started anyway yeah and relax in December but uh today's podcast I'm excited to talk on today's podcast because it's actually based on a message you brought at church a little while ago and it was all this idea of choosing your friends so we're talking all about friendships and I love this because I think us girls we need to hear more of this because we can get it so wrong and you know it's a big part of all our lives you know who we choose to hang with who we do life with absolutely so you started in the message you taught on or you pointed us to scripture in 1 Corinthians 15 33 and it says bad company corrupts good character mm. bad company corrupts good character so from that point I want to know like how do you encourage the girls who are listening who hear that scripture and kind of feel like yeah I'm in bad company right now but they don't have the courage to let go of that Mm, that bad company. Mm, good, good, good question. And you are right. For us girls, friendship is vital. We do everything in company. Yeah. Like we're, we're not solo people at all, no. are we? We go to the toilet in pairs and <laughs> shopping in pairs. And, yeah. you know, everything we do is, is with someone. And it's a really interesting scripture to me. And, and I talk about this in the message that actually the Bible doesn't say that bad leadership mm-hmm. corrupts a good character. It doesn't say that bad education corrupts yeah. a good character. Um, it simply says by being in the company yeah. of someone who's not great, it will have an effect, an adverse effect on the person you're becoming. Mm-hmm. It will affect your character. And that's quite fascinating because what's saying is just being in proximity, just hanging around, you're going to become like those you spend most of your time with. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've all either had people in our lives or, you know, perhaps like you're saying now, for some of us, we've got people in our world and we're just a little bit like, oh, this is a sticky wicket because... I don't want to offend them. I don't mm. want to upset them. Yeah. I don't want to hurt their feelings because let's be honest, right? They might not be bad people. No. They might not be bad people, but they could just be like their lifestyle is mm-hmm. going in a different way to your lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, 
standards, a different moral beliefs, mm-hmm. a different, um, or maybe there's a part of them that you really get on with and you like, but there is a huge flaw in their character yeah. that is not so great. And a lot of people can see that. And because you're associated in that company, you two are tarnished that with that same brush. Yeah. And first of all, I would say, have a different perspective on it. So instead of you worrying about, I'm concerned that I'm going to offend that person, I think mm. you need to to value your self-worth yeah. first and say, actually, right, I am concerned that I'm going to offend them, but they're damaging yeah. me. Yeah. So spin it around yeah. and think about it because you get one life. This is your life. This mm-hmm. is not your dress rehearsal. We say it all the time. Yeah. This is you. And so you could end up ruining your reputation, ruining your peace of mind, um, being in a situation that's compromising that you don't really want to be in, all because you're thinking, I don't want to offend or upset that person. So I think when you get it in a perspective like that and think to yourself, actually, I've got to do what's right for me. Because there was a survey done at a university in America uh, just recently, actually, where they've been looking at the correlation. And in, in fact, it's not even just what the university says, it's what scripture teaches us as mm-hmm. well. But but they've been looking at the correlation between friendship and decision-making and how actually the friends that you hang with affect the decisions you make in life and the decisions you make in life affect your future. Yeah, And so... If you think about it in that way, if so we don't important. surround ourselves with the right type of people and the right characters, it's actually going to have an adverse effect on the choices we start making yeah. in our future. Yeah. So, so, so my true. advice would be, you're not about, you know, um, dissing the person. No. But you have to do the right yeah. thing and the smart thing. I think you say in your you. message, you don't, you can be friendly to everyone, but you don't have to be friends with everyone. So you can do it in a loving way. You can be friendly with them, but you don't have absolute, to be friends with absolutely. them. Absolutely. You can be friendly with somebody, but just choose not to hang out with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you yeah. know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so true. Yeah. You know, we, we have to be friendly. Like, you yeah. know, life's too short. You don't go around, no. <laughs> you know, being negative and, and rude to people. Be friendly to everyone, yeah. but choose who you're friends with because they're going to have an absolute effect yeah. on the future that you yeah. carve out for yourself. So I think people are either scared of, like you said, the confrontation. So many of us girls are just either, people either love confrontation or they hate it yeah. and they avoid it with anything. Yeah. But like you said, it's, you know, the results at the end of it, it's so vital for your life. So you have to confront you have to have that confrontation I think some people as well they're probably like well if I leave this friends I have no other friends like I'll be lonely but I think it's so much better to have that season of reset restart that's more exciting place to be in than in bad company and it leads on to my next question in the sense of you spoke about how friendship should never be accidental but intentional and any practical advice from this? So say someone's like left that bad company. They're in this season of a bit of, I says a bit lonely in this season. And they're like, okay, Emma, I want to do what you said. Then I want to like be intentional. Like where do they start with that? Mm. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be lonely. Mm. I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah. And I, 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 I think 
it's a lie, it's a deception that we all believe like, I'm going to hang on to these people. I'm going to stay in this relationship because if I don't have this, I'll have nothing. Yeah. And actually your life is for you to choose to carve out um, and to create whatever you want it to be. I think what happens is we accumulate friends by default, right? Mm. So we call people friends that actually we've defaulted into a relationship with them just because your desk is next to mine in the office. We've got talking. And so so now we're going out for some drinks. Now you're going to be my friend. We can get friendly with people, but I think the way we choose our friends needs to be a lot more intentional than Mm -hmm. accidental just because we bumped into each other we're now going to hang and share the intimate most parts of our life with each other um we're gonna be intentional on 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 who that we spend time with and so i would say you know if there is people in your world you know there's a saying that not everything that gets you from a to b gets you from b to c and not everyone who's been in your life that you've done A to B with will be there when you do B to C or C to D because we change over time as our life changes over time. Life is supposed to be progressive, not just numerically in years and age, Mm -hmm. but actually how we mature, how we mature as women, how we mature in our faith. Mm -hmm. And so some people are not going to want to progress and change. And in fact, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking about old friends and they were talking about an old friend Mm -hmm. who'd popped up somewhere. I don't know if it was on their Facebook or whatever and was like, hey, should we connect? And um, he was saying to me, though we had fun times back then, I'm not that guy anymore. And I'm not sure I really want to open that door and go back to that because I'm a different person today. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's about looking around at your life placement, because if you are a young married woman, maybe you've got small kids, maybe that's your life placement, but the friend that you've had for a long time is still single and maybe she's doing the party life or maybe she's living an ulterior life then you're going to have less and less in common as time goes on. It doesn't mean that you phone her up and be like, hey, don't want to see you anymore. (laughs) Life has changed. But it's kind of like your choice to hang out with that person is going to become less and less because, because what they're into is different to what you're into. So there is a natural uh, growth and separation. But I do believe that as you go through life, you should choose Mm. your friends intentionally. So yeah. that would look like um who do who do I want to become? Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to go to someone who's further on than you in life mm-hmm. to learn from. Yeah. You don't go to somebody who is alongside you. You don't go to somebody who is behind you mm-hmm. or who is in an opposite direction to you. Um choose company that is intentionally chosen like I see something in your life and actually I desire that in my life so I'm actually going to be a friend in your world I'm Mm going to go and just can we have a coffee can we hang out 
and choose intentionally. And I think people will be shocked to actually, if you just went up to someone, say like in a church environment, those who are listening, they go to a church, maybe it's this church or wherever they're listening, they have a church. Yeah. Like if you walked into church and you looked around, there will be people in there that you should be a friend, you know, you should befriend because they're going to benefit your life. And I think we'd be surprised that actually all it will take is to walk up, have a conversation, be like, I would love to have a coffee. Can we meet? Like you would be getting the yeses. I think we're so scared to get the no's or the rejections or, but then today we're all you know we all are in this together and I think you know if someone did intentionally come up and and say that and and have that I think for a lot of you know when me and my husband got married we were early 20s so we were married young so I very much knew we had to kind of grow up quite quickly to kind of handle the responsibilities of marriage and doing it so we intentionally like found a couple being married a long time and we hung out with them we done dinner with them and I love that because I think you don't get that outside the church I think when you're outside the church like you said you're just friends with either your age the people you went to school with the people you're working alongside there's no none of this like looking for people who are further on or different ages and I think that is you know it's the best thing I've done anyway so I would 100% recommend I think that's the beauty of church as well yeah because it it builds a family and so you have this sort of the matriarchs and you have the grandparents Mm. and you have the mothers and the sisters and the aunts and you learn different spheres of life and like you said we're not just mates all hanging out together and I think that's where our concept of friendship I mean there's 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 an age gap between you and I but we hang out what three or four times a week yeah you know, we'll go to the gym together. I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep up with you. <laughs> I'm learning from you. <laughs> and, and, and but but what I'm saying is that it's just such a beautiful yeah. thing because you know even I can learn stuff from your yeah. life, even though you're at a different life placement, yeah. and you can glean off me, and I can look at all the flaws and all the mistakes I make and go, Meg, whatever you do, don't do it this way. Yeah, whatever yeah. you do, don't do that. And we yeah. can talk about marriage and ministry and parenting. Yeah. And, and so that's what it intentionally, but I think the reason people don't intentionally look for that, particularly outside of the church, is, is, is because of the, um, the comparison narrative. Yeah. And what happens is we, we, we look at somebody and what we do is we, we go jealous. Yeah. We're like, yeah, well, you've got, and, and we become bitter yes. towards the one who seems to be doing well or because they've got the money or because they have that husband mm-hmm. or, you know, and we'll find something. And I learned a long time ago. In fact, I'll be really honest. It was something that I heard Joyce Meyer say yeah. in one of her messages. And she just said, instead of being jealous, she said, particularly like in the area of ministry or when you see in another woman doing well, she said, ask the Lord, just say, God, I would desire to have that on my life. I desire to be able to teach like them Mm -hmm. or I desire to be able to manage my family like them or I desire to one day be as financially stable as them. Put it before God and instead of it being something that eats away at you with envy, it becomes part of your prayer life. But then you have to position yourself to be influenced. And I think like you said, we fear rejection, Mm -hmm. but honestly, like I crave to be around people who are further on than me. For me now, it's like, 
in ministry. At one time, it was like, how am I doing parenting and ministry? Yeah. And and I want to be around. And you know what? Not everybody can, not everybody has the time or the capacity. Yeah. So I have people right now who are like, I'd love to have a coffee with you. Yeah. But what I'll do is I'll go through my diary and I'll say like, well, I can't do it for the next 12 weeks, but we will put a <laughs> yeah. date in. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing that that if people yeah. can't hang out with you, don't see mm -hmm. it as a negative because sometimes you've just got to hang out yeah. on a podcast. And let me, uh, yeah, let me jump to, onto that yeah. because I had this a while ago and I think, because I think the truth is it's not about how many friends you got. It's the, you know, the quality of friendships. You Absolutely. don't need loads of friends. You yeah. need a few close friends. And if you're in a season when you're like, there's someone who I want to hang out with, they're further on than me. I would learn from them, but I can't get into their world right now. Yeah. I've learned recently that you can have a friend who's not really a friend. They're a distant friend. So they don't even know you're friends with them, but you lean into their world. So like with the amount of podcasts there are these days that like you can lean into a mentor oh, so and they, they can... They don't need to know you. They don't need to know, but they mentor you because you're leaning into their and teaching. You're reading your their life. books. You're watching their podcasts. Like yeah. we can, like, I always think we can always find excuses. Like I just can't, you know, there is no one in my world who's further on yeah. that I could hang out with. Well, go and find someone online and, and invest so into true. their world. And some people would say about that, Meg, they'll say, well, that's not really a friend, is it? Because I've never actually had a conversation with them. I'm just listening to their... Because I'm listening to a podcast or, or a preach yeah. or a TED talk, for example, yeah. you know, how can, but, but let me tell you, you've got what, a thousand followers on uh, Instagram that you call friends yeah. or Facebook that you call friends and they're people yeah. you've never met mm -hmm. and actually are having zero input into you. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, in, invest into you. And it is true what you've just said there, because, you know, it wanted quality over quantity yeah. every time. Yeah. Having lots of so-called friends doesn't make you a popular yeah. person or even a better quality of person. Yeah. But the choice of people that you choose to spend time with speaks a lot about the character of you and the quality of person that you are. Yeah. And actually, I, I um, when we began this conversation... I was talking about a, uh, it's the Northwestern University out in America that did this research on friends versus decisions. And they also talk about how realistically a person only really needs three to four, yeah. uh, what they would call confidants, like close people mm -hmm. that you could talk to. We don't need 10 or 15 friendly yeah. with everyone yes. but you only need three or four people that are your go-to I can rely on you yeah. I can burn my soul to you mm -hmm. and I know that you're not going to judge me or be critical to me or point a finger to me but actually yeah. you are going to speak truth to yeah. me yeah I love that. And I think on this idea of looking at your friendship circles, and even you mentioned our friendship, I've always had like, you should be a, like a Paul and a Timothy. So you'd always should have a Paul in your life, someone who's leading you, but be, you know, have a Timothy, have someone that you're also yeah. leading and you get support advice into. And that's just a healthy way to do life. So, you know, girls, look at your circles. Think about, have I got bad company in that circle? Do I need to, you know, remove some friends? And then also, do I have people further on? And then also, am I, am I pouring into someone? Am mm. I investing into someone who could glean and learn from me? Um, but let's talk more about this idea of once you're in friendships, you speak about, or you pointed to in the message, Proverbs 12, 26, 
and it says the godly give good advice to their friends that's the ideal scripture there the godly give good advice to friends but the truth is as much as many people are godly not everyone always gives good advice and I think as <laughs> girls I think we feel this pressure in friends to like if they come to me and they're asking a question I have to give advice yeah. I've got to be the one with the best advice we all just love giving advice we all think we're like the fountain of all knowledge <laughs> so speaking to this because I know I've made mistakes I look back and go gosh was that advice did I give that advice <laughs> like oops <laughs> like that was probably not the best advice yeah. so speak how do we get better at giving advice or how do we discern when not to give advice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think the thing is with girls, we love to fill the void. Mm -hmm. So we hate the gaps. We feel like every gap in a conversation needs filling with something. <laughs> and I'm just going to say something, even yeah. if, because we hate the awkwardness and we hate the silence. Um, so, so yeah, you, you're very right there. Not all um, good advice is good advice. I think as well, as particularly, okay, so, so we're not, you know, should I have fish and chips for tea or should I have <laughs> a, a pizza? That's not what we're talking about. I think we're talking about particularly on life issues. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody comes to you for wisdom or counsel, or should I date the guy? Should I date, you know, or the guy say, should I date the girl? Or or it's a marital situation or it's financial or it's there's big life changing decisions that people need to, to journey with yeah. friends who are going to speak into their world. And I think one of the greatest dangers that we fall in, well, actually, there's two dangers that we fall into, particularly I'm talking now to to Christian women as yeah. well. And one of those is um, when we think we know the Bible, but we don't okay. really. <laughs> and so we think we have a general idea of what the scripture says. Yeah. So we're just going to quote it and say it. And quite often it's just because we've heard somebody else say it or we're actually taking it out of context. Yes. And so, so you know, we, we'll, we'll, I'm trying to think now off the top of my head of an analogy, but we'll quote something out of context, right? But but actually everything in the Bible is in context. So there's a prequel yeah. to that scripture. And then there's something that follows on after. And quite often it will be talking about a lifestyle. So you can't just throw a scripture at someone and say, oh yes, but God says, and I was praying for you the other night and this scripture came to mind and then just say the scripture because, because there'll be, There'll be a plan and a pattern with yeah. that where God will be talk, talking about putting some things in order in your life and then he's going to do X, Y, and Z. And so, so yeah, that's one danger we fall into is when we think we know yeah. the word of God and we try and throw it into yeah. conversation. And then the other one, which is probably worse, is we just give our own opinion. Mm. And our opinions change. Yeah, it's true. Like you've just said yourself, you gave someone advice years ago and then now at this age and stage, you're yeah. thinking, wow, did I say that to them? <laughs> and so our, our opinion really counts for nothing yeah. because it is just that it's our opinion. Mm. And we make mistakes when we try and impose our opinion onto somebody else. Yeah. And we actually get frustrated with some of our friends because they're not doing what I told them to do. 
but it was only your opinion. Yeah, that's true. And I think the best thing we could ever do is to really always take it back to the word of God. That's true. That's all you'll ever find me saying. Yeah. It's okay. Well, what does God say about yeah. marriage? Is what you're saying about your marriage coming in line with what he says about marriage? Yeah. Okay, I've got this situation going on with my kids. Well, you know, what does the word of God say? And how do we discipline? And my finances all over the show. And okay, well, what does the Lord say about keeping your house in order, keeping your finances yeah. in order? Let's make that the starting mm -hmm. block and everything else can yeah. come, but that has to be your initial springboard mm -hmm. of advice. Yeah, and I loved how you like, you showed us there an example of like how you just give back a question and point it to the Bible. Because, yeah. you know, when you look at the life of Jesus, he had, you know, he had so many questions given to him, but he rarely answered a question and he'd often answer it with a question back. And I think actually a lot of us just like to have coffee dates to talk about stuff. We yes. already know the answers to. We already know what we need to do because a lot of people do know yeah. the Bible. They've been to church. They know what they need they need advice on. So I think sometimes it's like pointing it back to like asking the question back to themselves, pointing it to the Bible yes. rather yeah. than like you said, yeah. you giving your opinion. So I love because that. Because I think some, often we, we, we judge, we judge a good friend by they will just listen, mm -hmm. stroke me yeah. and sympathize with me. Yeah. And actually that's, not the best. Yeah, we mm -hmm. all want somebody who's going to empathize with us. I've had friends in my world that I can just sit down and have an absolute yeah. meltdown with and they're not going to judge me or they're not going to criticize me or, you know, yeah. be how could you ever get on a platform and speak again and look at you? And it's yeah. like, no, I'm allowed to cry and I'm allowed yeah. to feel and I just need the right people around me when that happens. But also as well, you know, if, if I am or any one of us are going through a situation with like, let's say it's in our marriage. Okay. So, so Luke and I, we lead a church together. We speak in every single week, but we're married and that marriage is a huge blessing, but we're also real people. And so we're going to go through our own personal struggles. Right. Yeah. And then what happens is, is, is that, if you get the wrong kind of counsel, I could have somebody in my ear saying, oh yeah, I always thought he was like that. You, oh, I knew he was like that. And, um, and then, and then my thoughts start to go to a wrong place. Yeah. But actually the book of Proverbs tells us the wounds of a friend can be trusted. And, um, and what that's actually saying is actually when a friend wants to say to you, you're out of order, yeah. actually that's wrong. Actually, can can we just look at that from a different perspective? Yeah. I don't think that was a wise choice. I don't think what you're saying is quite accurate. A friend saying that to you, if you were to say that to me or I was mm -hmm. to say that to you, that it actually said it's going to wound you because you're going to feel that pinch. You're going to feel that, oh, I don't like the way that you're challenging me on yeah. that. But actually, because of who you are in my world, your voice can be trusted. Yes. So because you're telling me I'm wrong and I trust you, I'm actually going to listen. Yeah. And that's good. where choosing friends wisely, that's that's where the wisdom yeah. of right choice friends come in. Yeah. Because otherwise, when you're out in the world and you've got many friends, you don't really know who's criticizing you and who's advising you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have to be smart yeah. and the wounds of a friend can be trusted. Yeah. And I think you mentioned in your message, you had this phrase and you said, just because they are good 
to you doesn't mean they are good for you. Okay. So I did like that. But yeah. hey, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this conversation up. Share with us your favorite story in the Bible that you're like, this is about friendship and I love this story and give us like two takeaway points. Oh. You could be here forever, Emma, so try and do this in two minutes. Try and do it in two minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, lots of friendship stories in the Bible, isn't there? You know, um, David and Jonathan, Ruth and Naomi, an unusual uh, partnering together, but I love the one that I actually use in this breach mm-hmm. and it's the paralyzed man and he has four friends that pick him up on his mat. They grab a corner each and they go to the house where Jesus is speaking and they can't get in because the crowd is so dense. People are hanging out the doors, out the windows. And these four friends could have said like, never mind, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll try another day. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we tried, it didn't work. But they thought outside of the box and they took him up on the roof, they dig a hole and they lower him down to Jesus because they're four friends who were so intent on getting this man well again. And it really speaks volumes to me because first of all, the man was paralyzed, but he had four friends who could walk. And so that's what we're talking about when we're saying push into somebody else's world who's further on than you, push into Mm -hmm. somebody else's world who's doing it better than you're doing it right now. Make friends with those people. So the paralyzed man man had four friends who could walk. And then they were friends on, they were pushing him in the right direction. They were like, we are going to get you to the feet of Jesus no matter what it takes. We're going to think outside the box. Make sure you've got friends in your world who always push you in the direction of Jesus and actually their story went down in history and yet these four men we don't know what they looked like we don't know what their names were we know nothing about them personally but we know that they went down in history for doing one of the greatest acts and that was getting a man before Jesus to receive his miracle don't choose friends that need a lot of accolades and stroking Don't choose friends that want to be recognized for everything they do that is good for you or to help you. Um, Choose your friends wisely. Love that. My mind is blowing up with all these things now, Emma. But you mentioned something there which ties me perfectly into Plugging Conference 2024. You said, find friends that push you in the direction of Jesus. And I think that's exactly what our listeners need to be doing right now. Girls, find a friend that can that you can be the person who pushes them toward Jesus. And the best way, buy them a ticket. Yep. Buy someone in your world, a friend of yours who hasn't yet got a ticket, buy them a ticket, get them to conference because that's the best thing that you could do for a friend or to be a friend, that is the best thing you can do. And Emma, conference, that's the best place to meet friends, right? It's oh, like- 100%. You go 100%. with your friends. It's where you, you bond with your friends, where you chat with your friends in between the conferences yeah. and the sessions. It's where you make friends. It's like- the people who you do conference with is what makes it exciting. So, so true. conference 2024, we are very, very close to it. Yes. Can't believe we were saying 2024. It's crazy. <laughs> but girls, we're so glad that you tuned in today. It's been such a fun conversation. Share it with a friend and we'll see you next time.